Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Here's the Thing. My name is Professor Plum. This is my flying sky bison, Appa. Oh, that's good. I, lo I love Appa. Are you kidding me? <laughs> me I mean, too. Bison, sure, but like Appa's fucking adorable. I love that. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely, I have no issue with that whatsoever, actually. Cool. Hi, I'm Nick. Uh, this is week two of our alien talk. Uh, so if you enjoyed last week, we're carrying on the conversation this week um, and uh, ending on, let's say, some food for thought. So, um, roll the intro. Here's the thing. Uh, I heard a, uh, actually, a really funny story um, about UFO sightings. Um, so there was this, uh, I'll, I'll try to make it quick. There was, uh, we, this, we know like, we're going to overrun on this. So. Oh, very true. There was this, uh, jet fighter pilot and he used to do, uh, he said he used to do like test flights at night over like, uh, Arizona or like, um, Nevada or something like big, big open areas. And yeah. he said that he would be like way up in the sky. And if he looked down in like the super far distance and saw like a campfire, or something like that. He would know that there's people at that campfire. So he would cut his engines, turn all the lights off, like just go completely silent, go completely dark. And he would start sure flying lower and lower and lower straight towards the campfire. And once he get got uh, right about above the campfire, he would pull up the nose, go like straight up in the air, full afterburners, just like shoot <laughs> way high in the sky, just like That's instantly hilarious. super fast. And he said that he would just watch the news the next day for the uh, UFO reporting, and they would well. always come in. I bet, I bet so many pilots did that just for shits and giggles, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I love that. that. There's a lot of like, I've always wondered as well why they're always a saucer. Like, is that the optimal <laughs> like pattern? No, it's always it like if you think aerodynamically. Why aren't our aeroplanes round then? If that's the optimal pattern. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it you know cannot. I mean? Aeroplanes be. are aerodynamically, like mm -hmm. to a point for a reason to cut through the air and minimize air resistance. Surely, like a fucking round disc <laughs> is like the worst possible shape Probably. you can have. No? I wonder who invented the flying saucer. Like, who was the first person to be like, "Oh, it was saucer shaped." Let's look it up. Who's the first okay. person to see a saucer shape UFO? So what do you okay? So just to while I look this up, um yeah. I wanna do you have you seen all the recent ones? All oh, the recent one what? All the recent sightings and stuff that like no. uh, when people have been shooting where the, the the US government have been shooting down stuff in the sky and people have been going it's UFOs, it's UFOs. You know, when yeah, they shot down that Chinese balloon? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a while ago, um, though. Yeah, I, only a couple of months ago. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing then. I was thinking, um, like, they did something like that a couple of years ago. No, 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 this is a couple of months ago. It started off like okay. a triggering of, like, a shit ton of sightings, right? And then there's this, there's this wonderful um, theory going around about it. And it's called Project Bluebeam, right? Whoa. 
Sorry. Right. That's real bright. <laughs> I just inverted all of my screens. <laughs> all right. Um, Project Bluebeam? Project Bluebeam. Right. So the okay. idea was, it's basically, this stems from like the 1990s as well, was when this first, um, was when this was first talked about by Sergei Monast. Right. And basically okay. the idea was that um, it's a, it's a distraction. Project Bluebeam was to purposely shoot oh. down objects over the sky okay. to distract people from what's really happening by claiming UFOs are everywhere and being like purposely evasive about when they're asked about it because they've never admitted um, UFOs before or aliens before ever. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly all the politicians, loads of politicians and stuff have been really cagey about it and saying, well, we're not saying it's not possible, but we're not confirming it. And it was every okay. it was when like a lot of the the really uh, Russian war was really prevalent and things, and still is. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it was a distraction. Well, makes sense. Like if you're uh, if you're trying to hide something, if you're trying to cover something up, like a uh, like like an mm -hmm. alien interaction, like somebody actually saw a UFO. And they go public with it. Oh yeah, you just flood the market with uh, what fake like ones. a normal person would. Yes, yeah, yeah, fake ones. And what uh, uh, what we would consider like, oh, you know, that, that person is just crazy. Uh, that type of person saying, oh, I saw a UFO and they probed me. I, I like the the immediate change to a southern accent. Like it, it, oh. you didn't even think about it. You immediately <laughs> went southern American. Which uh, I don't that's blame where you I'm for. from, so that's what I have experience in. I mean, if I think about people who've been probed by aliens, that is the immediate accent I also go to. Yep. So I'm not blaming you for that one. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> I was out in the cornfield with old Bessie. Okay. Well, seeing as you bring up cornfields, can we fucking okay. talk about crop circles? What the fuck are crop circles? What the fuck are crop circles and why they even affect? I mean, it's just alien Picasso being like, yes, this planet needs some artwork. Exactly. Like, there is no way that the alien equivalent of Andy Warhol comes down to the fucking earth and goes like, okay, I don't, I don't want to speak to a human, you know, or anything like that. I'm not going to reveal myself, but I'm going to hint that I've been here by drawing a picture in a field of corn. I don't under... Well, how, I, I, I don't I even do know how this idea started. It's I, okay. Let's fucking look know. it up. It's actually, I've always thought that's fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can see some farmer uh, going out to his field and finding a bunch of crops laid over. And the night before, some like drunken idiot drove through his field and he goes out there and he's like, oh, there's, there's like a, a bunch of crops laid over and nobody's around. Must be aliens. Mm. Do you know what? Okay, I'm actually going to take that back. Because I've actually just looked this up. And okay. This is really interesting. Really? Yeah. So, um, okay. Basically, there's a guy called Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley who, fir who created the first crop circle in a wheat field in Wiltshire, England in 1976. Really? First crop uh, circle was in England? Yeah, in 1976. They knew it was a hoax. Like they made it just for shits and giggles, but didn't oh, yeah, realize how popular it was going to become. 
Um, okay. Almost as soon as crop circles became public knowledge, they attracted a gaggle of self-appointed experts. Um, so that it, it looks like from what this is saying, um, they, they started it knowingly just for shits and giggles and people have run with huh. it. Um, there've been scattered reports of odd patterns from the 17th century. Um, that's quite interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's, that's nifty. I definitely would have expected it to start with somebody actually claiming, mm. like not a hoax, like somebody actually claiming aliens did this to the crops in my field. Uh, and then after that claim, somebody would have done it on purpose. Uh, somebody would have played a joke and then that's what exploded. Yeah. I didn't, I did definitely did not expect that's a joke to start it. Huh. But then obviously it's just one of those things that just completely fucking ran with it. And now it's so synonymous. Yeah. You know, when you, when you look up alien con uh, controversy and conspiracy, crop circles are like in the middle of it. Yep. Um, I still think they're super dumb. It's so fucking stupid. I like, I, there's you know just. You know, it's going to be really funny. If. We're both sitting here saying, like, they're so dumb. And then one day we find out, like, we know absolutely nothing about aliens except they leave crop circles. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what, though? I've always, I've always thought, that, you know, we can sit here and have opinions and say, oh, this is all bollocks and, you know, whatever. whatever. I, in this circumstance, I, one of my big things that I want before I die is I want to know that there's life out there. I want to be oh, alive yeah. when we first discover alien life so i mm -hmm. even if that means that i have to sit here and admit that crop circles their their way of communicating with us i don't give a fuck about being wrong i am quite happy to sit here and be like i was totally wrong and this is fucking awesome someone yep. translate this crop circle for me because that's dope. <laughs> I, yeah that's very I, true I, i'll be fine with that completely yep. um so okay let's okay i'm gonna loop back all right um, cause we, we kind of veered off a lot. Um, we have a tendency of doing that, which, which is going to happen. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to finish on, um, one part of the Fermi paradox, which is, okay. I find really, really interesting and terrifying at the same time. Really? So this is, this is what's called the great filter. Okay. You so mentioned that a minute ago. The idea of the Great Filter is, is an explanation as to, again, why we haven't seen alien life, right? And the idea mm -hmm. is that throughout the development of a species from single cell to what we would call a sentient life form. Are you okay there? Yeah. Is Sorry. there a fly in your room or something? <laughs> you get, I, just yeah. look, I looked over and I can just see you going... There's like a big bug uh, looking, crawling... Uh, no, there's a big you bug crawling it? on the. No, you sure? no, it, it's yeah. I'm not touching it. Is it in a cup or something? Nope. Maybe it's an it alien. It lives bug. here now, like in Men in Black. <laughs> Maybe it could be. Um, sorry. Go ahead. No, you want to start that over? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sticking with it. That's staying in. Um, oh, great. So ba basically, the idea is uh, to get from a single cell organism to what we are a multicellular sentient life there are a ridiculous amount of hurdles that you have to pass to in order to get there 
both evolutionary, naturally, and otherwise. So <laughs> things like um, something called abiogenesis, which is the process by which you go from a single cell to a multi-cell organism, is a, is a really difficult process and is probably is not that common. So that's one hurdle. And you've got natural disasters on on your planet. So things, obviously, volcanoes, tsunamis, tidal waves, all of these things that right. could wipe out a planet, as it did with ours. Oh, yeah. uh, space disasters, asteroids, solar flares, all of these things that can basically destroy life on a planet and reset because life is very delicate. Oh, yeah. So all of these great filters and all of these processes... There might be life on other planets, but they don't get past these great filters. So let's say you've got uh, a thing of it like a hurdle race. So you start the hurdle race, you've got one hurdle, get into multicellular. Then maybe the next filter is two hurdles high. And you've got to get over that and then three and, and so on and so on in order to get to where we are. Right, understood. So and you then, think life could have started and they just or it could have Life started could like start a million times everywhere but they just never get past they just can't great make filters it. we are huh. a one in a billion species that have managed to progress where the conditions are perfect there's been no disasters past that asteroid that killed all the dinosaurs we've had no insane solar flares that have destroyed the planet we've had no you know moons crashing in or you know whatever it might be uh, natural right. disasters or otherwise that have prevented us getting from there to where we are. And then technological <laughs> disasters of, of our own making. Yeah. There's an idea that one of the great filters is the idea that eventually a civilization will always destroy themselves when they reach a certain technological level. Are you referring to like uh, robots taking over? It could mean many different things. We could have killed ourselves with when the nuclear bomb was um, invented. invented. When, nuclear, when nuclear energy was invented, another civilization might not have had the same... Um, restraint is not the right word because we use them, but do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. might have destroyed the whole planet in, in mutual, uh, mutually assured destruction. The situation could have been different. So instead of just threatening, they could have just... And we nearly did in the Cold War. There were so many near misses and stuff, right? Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, when they develop AI, we could all, we could get there when we develop AI, and that inevitably causes a, a technological wipeout, a virus, disease, all of these things. We just had that. Is the scary thing. What this means is we are either alone in the universe, and we are one of potentially unbelievably few species who are able to pass the great barrier and, and pass that great filter. So we may have already passed it, in which case we might be alone because no other species has, or we haven't hit it yet. In which case. Oh, mm. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. That's the thought for you. <laughs> That is absolutely a thought. Oh my goodness. Maybe okay. we haven't hit it yet. Uh, wow. That's why I love this is why I love this subject. It's so nuanced and so there's so much to it. And this is just one, you know, it's not a, a, a set in stone theory. It's just mm -hmm. one idea based on the evolutionary process that we know of 
of our planet because our only frame of reference is life on earth huh so we can only take things like the, the what it takes to go from a single cell to a multi-cell organism we only know that from reference to our own planet so but it's an idea of why we might not meet another species because they inevitably destroy themselves when they hit a certain point or they never get to that point they never get to sentience that's crazy because of all of these things if if there is a great filter and things are being filtered out when they are changing from a single cell to a uh, mm-hmm. multi-cell organism i would understand us not being able to find them yet because of what i said at the start like things are just too far away for us to see right. a single single cell organism mm-hmm. like we just don't have the technology to detect that however if that is happening and they are being filtered out at that point that means that at some point in our uh in 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 human existence we will see that and we will see them die over and over and over again as they try to get through the filter but we will discover them yeah do you know something else that's really uh, that i find quite interesting about this is just the psychological impact of something like that the idea that if we are the only species that we know of that is past the great filter and we and we discover that there are loads, there's loads of life out there. They just can't get to our level. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, how much of a superiority complex do you think that's going to give humankind? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Already to be like, well, we're just, we're so fucking special. We're just better. We are just the fucking best, right? But also... And how humbling is the other side? <laughs> yeah, the I was going to bring up the other side. Mm. How humbling is it that... We may have just not fucking hit that yet. And we're, you know, to us, because we don't know of any other life, we are the center of the universe. We think we're amazing and special and, and beautiful. I think one well, of the I mean, best even things... if there is other life out there, I'm still the center of the universe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically speaking, you're not wrong. We are all the center of our own universes, if you think uh-huh. about it that way, right? If we're going to get esoteric about it. Yeah, um, yeah. One, I mean, one of the really big reasons I want to meet another li- uh, another civilization is because... Honestly, humans need fucking humbling. We need we need another species to say, hey, we are a very small fish in a gigantic pond. Maybe we should take it down a few fucking notches, mm-hmm. right? And like look after each other a bit better, you know? And I think yeah, that's yeah, one of the sure. only ways that it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I think it's the discovery of even just, even if it's microbial life, just the knowledge that we're not alone and we're not, the only life ever to have ever existed it would be a very humbling fact and i think we sorely need it but what if we are alone like this would never happen Terrifying. in yours <laughs> yeah oh yeah yours or my Terrifying. lifetime like our kids our grandkids their grandkids whatever I, I i don't know how long it would take but uh at some point when humans have destroyed the earth so much that it is like on the brink of being uh inhabitable like you you just can't I mean, live here yeah you just can't live here anymore and we have searched and searched and searched for however many years for life and we can't find anything is there going to be a point of realization that we're alone mm-hmm. there's nowhere for us to go and there's nobody coming to help that's why it's terrifying huh 
because that's for I don't like that our, at all. For all of our wonderful invention, creativity, oh. and the beauty that we have, and mm-hmm. that this, you know, but for all the bullshit that we get, you know, with the corruption and politics and all of this, there is there is real beauty in in other parts of humanity. Humans in, inherently are selfish and disgusting, and I, you know, I'll whatever. But there is also yep. beauty in that. There's amazingness in, in the selfless acts of love and stuff that we see all the time. Um, yeah. And I think to to realize that we're alone would be much mm-hmm. worse for us as a species. And to realize yeah. that, holy fuck, we're the ones that have got to decide what what goes on. <laughs> I mean, I we're mean, not fucking adults. ready for that right now. Yeah, it's like no. literally like, yeah, it's the, it's the species equivalent of, fuck, I need an adult. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. My God. that That's a scary thought, though. That's, I, that's I just awful. Cannot, I, I cannot believe in a universe where that's the case, if I'm honest. No. Just, no, I don't like thinking about that. Let's go back to... Scientific go... standpoint. I can't imagine yeah. a universe like that. Yeah, no. Let's let's definitely go back to uh, <laughs> mathematically where it's it's impossible that we're we're alone. Okay, great. Aliens exist again. We're good. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, again. yeah we're fine. Uh, where's ET? I need a fucking hug. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's just is is uh, you know I think all all of these ideas are only valid because we haven't yet found life. I I for me personally, I think it's only a matter of time. The only question is what's what's the level of life that we find yeah okay here's a question for you okay if you were to meet an alien mm-hmm. what's the first thing you'd want to know what's the first probe thing you'd ask huh? <laughs> oh, i said probe it <laughs> <laughs> fucking revenge bitch <laughs> exactly the first thing that i'd yeah, want yeah what's the what first thing you'd want to know Ooh. i mean there's so fucking much I got like fifty thousand questions in my head already. Seriously, mm. um, you got one question. I, one question. Mm. No follow-ups or anything. No, you get one question, and then you're ne- you can't speak to them again. So you have one question to try and find out as much as you can. It's a horrible fucking question. Anytime. Oh my god. <laughs> can I answer this in next week's podcast and just have a week to think about sure. it? <laughs> sure. For anyone at home as well, um, let us know in the comments what you, uh, what question you would ask if One you had the chance to question. meet an alien species. Yeah, I want to see every single one of your answers because I'm probably gonna copy off of one of you guys. Mm-hmm. So put some good ones down. Someone, yeah, someone will come up with a fucking genius one, and I'll be like, damn, I'm mad I didn't think about that. Seriously. I mean, like, my initial, like, knee-jerk reaction uh, to, like, a single question uh, was, can I have uh, your equivalent of our internet? <laughs> like, can I have, like, oh, access to genius. your Oh, genius. To your database, essentially. So you could just learn yeah, everything. Database. But oh, I feel like there could smart. be uh, better questions to ask. I like your way of thinking. Um, with the getting their internet equivalent, I, mean, I think it's the maybe you get the most information with literally one question. Yeah, but then maybe you phrase it as like, okay, um, can you give me all of the data you can on your civilization? 
I feel like that's a bit of a cheat, isn't it? I feel like this is maybe a bit of a cheat code. But I mean, if you don't do that... Give me like a data cube that gives me all of your civilizations. I don't know what they have. Yeah, if you don't ask for like the most information that you possibly can, what are you going to do? True. You can it okay, it really depends how, how they give you that information. Because if it's something weird like they have to lick my brain to give me the oh. information. You know, <laughs> Open me up, dude. Go ahead and give it to me. <laughs> I could, use, I could use a moist brain just oh no <laughs> oh i feel ah oh, i feel horrific uh, oh we need to end immediately oh <laughs> that's horrible oh um, man yeah i think that was i think that's kind of like you know it was just a, like a generic kind of i don't know starting point on aliens because you know this is something i'm i really love thinking about and Oh, yeah. And about what I would do if I met another civilization and will we ever find life and stuff. So it's a topic I'm really passionate about. So I kind of just wanted to. Um, oh, it's something that I've definitely been like super interested in uh, for many years now. But like I've never done any kind of like deep dive or research or anything like that. It's never been any kind of like obsession, I guess you would say. I think it's just one of life's fundamental questions as we know it, isn't it? Of like. I, I mean, at least, at least for me, anyway. I don't know how other people feel, but at least for me, it's always felt like a, a fundamental understanding of are we alone or not, and you know, having that kind of curiosity answered. I think we're very curious as a species, anyways, and this is like, you know, this oh, is yeah. one of the apex of our curiosity of spacefaring and, and like, hey, are we alone or not? It's a really interesting thing to end on, and I want, I want to, I want to see what you think about this. Okay. Um. Is what I would, one thing I would really want to know from another species is, is selfishness, as humans are inherently selfish. Sure. Right? Is that a symptom of survival instinct? This would be my question. Because if you look at any life on Earth, it's hard to say because we judge ourselves by moral imperatives and moral compasses, right? And animals don't have that issue. If you think about the, the acts that some animals do to survive, it's horrible. So is, an in, is, is there an inherent selfishness to, to surviving and being a sentient being, whether we know of that or not, we, any species in the world will, any species in the universe will inherently be a selfish species because of that base survival instinct that is present in all life. Huh. Yeah, no, that's, that's a mindfuck for you. It's a question <laughs> that I cannot answer. That's crazy. Well, I did not expect I did not expect to end this podcast tonight and just like go to bed and just lay in my bed for like the entire night because my mind will not slow down. Thank Sorry. you so much for that, Nick. <laughs> I did, I did say at the top of this that, it, you know, this is going to be quite esoteric and quite, you know, I, I think oh, yeah. about this kind of thing quite a lot, so I, and I enjoy it, but there might be some people that don't. So if I have um, terrified anyone, then I'm sorry. That wasn't the intention. Um, but uh, maybe, God. you know, maybe I hope you had a little bit of, I hope it made you think a little bit, and I hope you enjoyed our discussion of 
aliens a little bit and let us know your thoughts let us know what you think um what you would ask an alien species do you think we've been visited already uh, do you think we'll find alien life within our lifetime let us if know what you, you have think. any any other topics that you want to hear us talk about let us know that as well we may cover that in a future episode yes so next week it's your turn Next week, it's my turn, so I've got to come up with something that we're going to talk about next next week. I'm not going to let Nick know at all, and we'll just see how it goes. Uh, I already know what it's going to be, and I'll tell you right now, I'm just going to have you list all of the numbers of Pi. That's the entire right. episode. Uh, am, I allowed, <laughs> am I allowed to have it up in front of me? Because that's easy. I can do that. No. No, you have Shit. to just like have list numbers, and I'll tell you every time you're wrong. Great. So tune in next week for that stellar episode that is basically going to be my best Rain Man impression. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. Um, I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, any likes and comments and stuff is, is very much appreciated. Let us know what you think. And um, You can find us on all of the platforms, Spotify, YouTube, where else? Audible, um, Podbean, pretty much anywhere you'd find a podcast, we are up on there. Just either search uh, simply Nick, it's your search. Here's the thing, and you'll be able to find them. Uh, this is episode number four, so you've got three others to catch up on uh, before this. If you're if you're just uh, seeing this now, and um, until next week, that was the thing. <laughs>